This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the coronavirus now. Health officials in Washington State in the county where the virus is blamed for the deaths of nine people asking at-risk residents to avoid public areas and large gatherings. Uh, officials say that this could help sp- reduce the spread of the virus south of the border. Seattle and King County public health officials said yesterday, this includes people with underlying health conditions like diabetes or people with weak immune systems and pregnant women. They're all at higher risk of contracting COVID-19, the coronavirus. The advisory also applies to people who are 60 years of age or older. Officials saying these people should stay home and away from large groups of other people and public places where groups are gathering is a way to control the spread of the virus. Now, you can maybe understand the government taking measures like this with the the cluster of deaths that we've seen in Washington State so far here in British Columbia. No fatalities, although we learned yesterday that one woman is uh, very ill uh, with the virus. Could we see similar measures take place here in British Columbia if the spread continues? Let's check in now with Professor Stephen Hopshin Can. He's a clinical professor in the School of Population and Public Health. That's at the University of BC. Stephen, thanks a lot for coming on. Oh, great to be here. Appreciate it. What do you think about the, the situation in Washington State and how uh, public officials are responding to it there? Do you think they're doing the right thing? I think it's pretty reasonable uh, what they're doing right now. I mean, uh, based on the number of deaths and limited number of cases there, um, you know, there is a concern that uh, the outbreak could uh, go a lot more wider than it actually is. And um, you get particularly concerned when a a disease like this becomes entrenched within a community because now you're exposing um, a lot more people, uh, including vulnerable subjects. Uh, so that's that's a big concern. Are, are we at a critical stage in, in this uh, event here right now, both in Washington State and here in British Columbia? I, I think most people are we're continuing to be told that the risk here in B.C. is low. But what are your thoughts on what we're going to see here unfold in the coming days? Uh, Yeah, it remains to be low, but it's hard to predict what's going to happen in the future. Um, You know, we've had people coming from countries where we didn't think we had to be concerned about, uh, and now we do have concerns. I mean, we've had cases of people coming from Egypt testing positive for the virus, and this is a country that's only reported two cases, so... You know, there are some countries where it's a lot wider spread than I think actually reported. Right. What about the, the potential for what's known as community spread of the virus? I mean, we've heard about 33 cases throughout B.C., Ontario, and Quebec, all linked to travel or previously confirmed cases, not the, the so-called community spread that we've seen in other jurisdictions. What does that mean, by the way? What's the definition of that community spread? What is that? Well, community spread is when it's not coming from uh, outside or from a known source, but spreading from one person to another. So, you know, say you go to a public gathering and a lot of people get it there. It's it's now entrenched within the community. And, you know, that's a concern because now there's 
you don't have specific points where you can uh, target to block the spread of the disease, but it's more of a generalized plan that you need to come up with. Okay. If, if we do get a development like that in British Columbia and, and we see a, a potential spread of the virus, do you think public officials here in BC might be looking at similar measures that they've taken in Washington State? Uh, yes, at that point, it wouldn't surprise me if we start taking similar measures because, um, you know, once a disease becomes entrenched, uh, you see a higher mortality rate. Um, you know, when we saw this epidemic initially, the mortality rate outside of China was much lower than in China. And that's because, you know, it was a lot of international travelers who are wealthy and um, generally better health traveling. And so they would be less ex- less likely to have severe disease than when it's in a community and can infect anyone. Speaking to Professor Stephen Hopshin-Can from UBC, I spoke to BC Health Minister Adrian Dix on the show yesterday, and he talked about the testing regimen that we've had here in British Columbia with a lot of testing, a test actually developed here, and a lot of people being tested in British Columbia, and it was just amazing to me that he pointed out there's been more people tested for this virus in British Columbia than in the entire United States of America. Do you think they should be increasing the testing south of the border? I think this is what they're trying to do is um, sort of generate those resources uh, to make the testing more widely available. Um, obviously, you know, they're focusing on on areas where people might come and bring in the virus into the country. But, you know, when you have community spread, as you say, you know, you're going you're to have to test a lot more people and they need a lot of money to, to do that. Yeah. When we take a look at other countries where we've seen outbreaks like like Italy, where we've seen an outbreak, and, and countries like those taking some pretty extreme measures like closing schools, universities. The United States has not gone that far yet, and of course we haven't done that here yet too, but do you think those are, you think that's overreaction, or do you think closing schools is a, is a good idea? Well, if you look at Italy, I think their first case was the end of January, so it was a little over a month from the time they had their first couple of cases to now thousands of cases. So you can see it's a highly contagious virus. It can spread quite quickly. Um, You know, so they're trying to focus on those points, uh, any large public gatherings where where it can really spread. And I mean, they've even said with sporting events, um, you know, they can be broadcast, but they don't have uh, anybody coming to watch the event in person just to prevent the spread of the disease. So... Um, you know, it depends on, you know, how far you're willing to go. I mean, there's a huge economic impact to doing that sort of intervention. So it kind of has to be balanced against um, how much uh, you think it will help control the disease. Do you th- is it possible to, to effectively control, control the spread? I mean, when we take a look at sort of past experiences with viruses like SARS or, or, or other events that we've seen, in your in your estimation of what we've seen unfold here in the last few weeks and the nature of this particular virus, is it possible to compare past experiences and predict how this is going to go forward, or are we kind of into new territory? Well, we are in new territory in terms of numbers. I think with SARS, the the epidemic kind of peaked in, in China around mid-February, and then we had outbreaks that peaked in late March, and then 
late May in Canada. So uh, it looks like, you know, it is a seasonal virus, but, you know, we can expect that there may be uh, more peaks to come in Canada. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we'd see this next season. And But at that time, we may have a vaccine uh, to help uh, prevent the disease. Okay. That would be good news for sure. Thanks for coming on with your expertise today. Okay, glad speaking with you. I appreciate it. That is Professor Stephen Hopshin-Can. He's a professor in the School of Population and Public Health.